Welcome to the Pain Relief Path Podcast, where I dive into the vast world of chronic pain with the occasional help from knowledgeable guests from diverse disciplines that impact your chronic pain. I am your host, Dr. Pan Zhang, physical therapist turned chronic pain coach. I'm here to educate, empower, and encourage you to find your path to a pain-free life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Walk and Talk. My name is Dr. Pan Zhang. I'm a chronic pain coach. This is my daughter, Opal. And this is the episode where we walk and talk about um, really everything that affects your chronic pain. And hopefully I give you some good actionable tips to help you implement into your life and help you find your path, your unique, beautiful path to a pain-free life. So um, this episode, what I want to talk about today is what support might look like for you. And we're going to talk about, you know, building and creating a good support system. Um, now, here's the deal. A lot of people, if you don't have a good support system right now, it might feel like you can't create one. And that's not true, especially with the way the internet is these days and just the availability of being able to reach out to people and um, groups to be a part of and to talk to. But we're also going to talk about how to find the right people, the right support that truly will serve you and help benefit you on your journey. Um, before we start, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see that it is still snow, but it is super nice and warm today and the trees are melting on us and Opal has a hat that says, I hunt for hugs. It's the freaking cutest thing in the world. Um, I just wanted to share that because it's a great hat. Anyway, so support systems. So let's start with what most people think about when they think about support systems. They think about family, they think about friends. They might even lump their therapists or doctors in. That's all really great. And if you have a strong support system already that make you feel good, make you feel supported, and keep um, and this support system helps you along your path, you can kind of stop listening. But if you are one of those people who you feel like your support system may not be really serving you or you feel like you don't really have much of a support system at all, in fact, quite the opposite, you have a system of toxicity, of people that don't support you, maybe don't believe you, um, and really just are not supporting you on your journey, then this is the episode for you. Keep listening. So for people that you can see on a fairly daily basis and on a more personal support system, these are the kind of people that you probably want to be with. So let's say you are having a bad day. It's a flare-up day for you and you are reaching out to somebody for support. First of all, what you want to build in your support system is well first is to understand what you need from your support system are you somebody who needs somebody else to help you stay accountable whether or not you have a good day 
Are you somebody who just needs somebody to listen without offering advice? Are you somebody who wants somebody else to be there to maybe share in your experience, whether that be your pain or your happiness or your sadness um, or your joy, right? What are you looking for in a support system? And this is going to be very different for everyone. Some people do not want somebody else holding them accountable all the time because it might feel like a lot of pressure. You're already really, really hard on yourself. So you don't necessarily want somebody kind of breathing down your neck asking you, hey, have you done this today? Have you done this today? And that might feel like not supportive. That might feel like naggy. Opal singing and she agrees. <laughs> or are you somebody who knows that you do benefit from this kind of support? For some people, you might be somebody who is just looking for somebody to be a sympathetic ear, really just lending an ear. You just want somebody to be there when you're having a hard day, just to listen, not to give advice, not to insert their own story or anything like that. So for you, you are looking for somebody who, again, is just a good, active, or even passive listener, right? For some people, you might be looking for somebody or some people that are there because you want advice. You actively are seeking out ways to get better when you're having a hard day. Um, you come to somebody with a problem and you're like, okay, so now what do I do, right? And when you get that advice, here's the key, you are actually really ready to take action on that advice and do and implement some changes. And that's really key. So for you, again, that might be, you might be somebody looking for a very different type of person than the person looking for somebody who's just wanting a ear, basically. Okay, or you can be, you know, somebody who wants somebody there on your flare-up days who can really commiserate, who feels what you're feeling. You just want, honestly, for lack of a better word, a cry session or a bitch session. And that's okay too. That's great. But really understanding what you want from a support system or a support person is important. And not necessarily only what you want, but what serves you. So for instance, I am somebody who not, I don't want an accountability partner sometimes because it definitely feels like they're just nagging me and things like that. But I am one of those people who need an accountability partner sometimes, right? To make sure that I am on track with my tasks and my goals, because even though I'm hard on myself, I need somebody else to make sure that I'm on track. Even when I, especially when I get off track, I just kind of let everything just be like, oh, I'm off track. I'm just not going to do it anyway. But if there's somebody else supporting me, asking me, hey, how did this go? And if you aren't doing it, what can we do or what can you do to help you get back on track? Okay, so that's an example of not needing, not finding somebody not only that you want, but an accountability or a support system that you need. Okay, so 
think about that. That's definitely something for you to really think about, journal about. And yeah, I mean, you might have already, you might already know what your uh, um, support system looks like because of trial and error in the past. Okay. So how to find those people? One, honestly, like I said, it's trial and error, especially if you are looking at finding new friends, finding um, you know, somebody in the family or in your current group of friends to help support you through this journey. Not everyone who's empathetic will be there to serve you in the way that you need to be served, right? So really trial and error. And there is no, you don't have to do like a formal, will you be my support system? But maybe that's up, yeah, that's up your alley. But when they don't serve you as a support person anymore or that system no longer serves you as a support system there's no need to make a big show about it it is really just used to stop relying on them as much maybe you know weekly calls turn into bi-weekly calls or monthly calls and whatever that person you were um having help support you maybe that person just turns into a regular friend again okay so that's one way to approach support systems in person now, another big way you can find support, especially if you don't have access to in-person support, is to do so online. And there are phenomenal groups online. There is so many great groups that offer education and guidance and support. A um, little plug here, Pain Relief Path on Facebook is one of those, so you can check that out. Um, but there are also, on the flip side, a lot of groups on there that are not that, but with the best intentions. I am personally a part of a few chronic pain uh, groups on you know Facebook and Instagram and um, follow some people there with different accounts that really are documenting for their own purposes, but you know, they become a support group that people rally around. Now, that is all really good because I <laughs> truly believe that people need to have a community, especially if this is the first time you're reaching out, trying to find support groups, and you find a group that resonates with you because, oh my gosh, these people know what I'm going through. This person's story is exactly like mine. Then when you dive into the comments and you dive into the group, it is not necessarily a positive group, but rather people um, really just writing their story, reiterating their story, I should say, retelling their story. And it's a place for people to retell their stories again and again. And when they ask for help and support, and when they get it, they don't necessarily take it or it's met with, um, you know, met with maybe some adverse reactions, let's just say, right? And I, you know, if you're on support groups and things like that right now, this might be something that you are already experiencing. And here's the deal. If you feel like this is supporting you and serving you in a way that it is helping you get where you want to be, then by all means, that is the right kind of support system for you. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you are one of the people who you get online, 
your tech and support group because you're having a bad day. And instead of making you feel better and instead of providing you some good tips and an action plan to get you through your day, instead you leave that group or that browsing session feeling more angry, more tired, more hopeless. If that is the case for you, then that support system, that support group is not serving you. Unless for some reason those are the emotions that you are wanting to experience that day, which is, again, perfectly fine, right? So just, it, I, the reason why I bring this up is because I am, like I said, on these support systems because I want to make sure that with my content, um, I am providing answers to commonly asked questions. The common see, but the common thing I see in a lot of these support groups is just a lot of negativity, people commiserating about that, which can be very, very, very therapeutic but only to a certain extent. And once you commiserate about it, okay, now what's the next step? Now, how do you feel after you've commiserated about it? Do you feel more hopeful because there's somebody else out there like you? Or do you feel, have you guys riled each other up into more anger and hopelessness and fearfulness? You know, another person on the group maybe hurt their back in the same way you did 10 years ago and now they're completely incapacitated on five different opioids and completely withdrawn from life. Are you feeling hopeful when you read those posts? If you are not, find yourself another support group, right? So it's really important when you are scrolling through support groups and doing these types of things to be very deliberate with the content that you're consuming. And like I said, my goal is to create content that provides value and positivity and a route for people to go to who are really ready to make that change or to make a change in their lives. So to sum everything up, one, with your support people or your support groups, make sure you understand what you want out of them, what kind of support you need to best serve you to get to your end goal. And number two, when you are on online groups especially, make sure that that group that you've picked or that you are a part of or even the people that you're a part of are serving you, that these people are, you know, providing value in your life and they're not dragging you down, which can be really, really easy to do with negativity because that emotion of camaraderie can be initially a very positive, uplifting thing. That feeling of I'm not alone in this battle is phenomenal. And if you found a group like that, you know what I'm talking about. But make sure that that feeling is propelling you to positive change and positive actions and positive thoughts and feelings, right? If that group is no longer doing that for you, then it is no longer serving you. And it's time to find another group. And here's the really, really, really nice part about that is if you're on these big groups, when you leave, honestly, 
you don't have to make a big deal about it and nobody will know. So I know with chronic pain, there are a lot of people pleasers out there. I am one of the people pleasers and I sometimes I'm like, if I leave a group, they're gonna, I'm gonna feel really bad. Maybe they think that, you know, everybody here is not telling the truth or I'm, uh, I don't like them or something like that. But there's that power in the anonymity online where you don't have to worry about that at all. It's not even a thing you have to consider. So that's really, really nice. It's a really pro, a positive pro to doing online support groups. Okay, well, I hope that this was helpful for you. And if it is, please feel free to subscribe. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have a podcast page. If you are watching this or listening to it on my podcast, I do video these so you can hear the monster or you can see the monster that is making all those little noises behind me right now. And hopefully you guys have a fantastic week and I will see you next week on our weekly walk and talk episodes. And I hope the next time we film this, there will be no snow on the ground. That'll be very exciting, but at least it is warm. I'm not even in a jacket. I just have a hoodie on and it's just beautiful out. So I'm gonna enjoy the last little bit of my walk um, as I walk the rest of the way uphill. So that'll be fun. Um, and I'm also gonna enjoy hopefully the last snow because I really do love snow. So have a fantastic week, you guys, and um, we shall see you next week. Bye.